toleration be the love before pride and exaltation be the love be the love you are listening to be the love to awaken our souls we are souls on the journey and our mission is to awaken all humans to a higher state of consciousness and live vibrantly as spiritual beings We are here to open up the conversation to heal, awaken, and connect ourselves and the planet to a higher vibration of love frequency. I am Stacey Musial. And I am Brenda Carey. And we are your co-hosts at Be The Love Podcast. Thank you for tuning in and ascending with us. It starts with you. Everything you need is within you. This is your time. This is Adrienne Elise of the Supernova Soul Tribe. This is Nicholas David Mann. Namaste. My name is Nistella Joy Davy. This is Ron Interpreter, and you're listening to Be the Love Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of Be the Love to Awaken Our Souls. Thank you again so much for tuning in this week. I'm Stacey Musial. And I am Brenda Carey, and we are your co-hosts and souls on the journey. We are on a mission to raise the consciousness of humans and the planet, and we need your help. Please spread the word to your family and friends and join us every week. Consider becoming a Patreon supporter or a sponsor to help with the operating costs like editing and the many hours we spend creating these shows with quality guests and content. And if you have resonated with our mission, support us in a way that raises your vibration to love. And if it feels safe for you, I'd like to begin by inviting you to take a moment to get centered with us. I'd like to begin by inviting you to take a beautiful cleansing breath into your nose and out through your mouth, releasing anything that's keeping you from being present. And take another deep breath in through your nose, breathing in calm, peaceful, loving energy, and breathing out anything you are ready to release in this now moment. And take one more breath in through your nose, breathing in light and love for yourself. And imagine breathing that light and love and send it back to all of humanity, remembering that you always, always have your breath to come back to. I am excited to dive in to a popular topic of the month of February, which is when we are recording this. But this is going to be, I think, a topic that applies to whatever month that you might be listening to this episode on self-love. I don't know about you, but all the media ads that I'm noticing, whether that's flowers or cards or special dinners at restaurants is all revolving around Valentine's Day, which is a very popular thing that we are seeing for the month of February. And although I am all for cultivating love in our relationships, whether that's a partner or within family, I feel like the main key that is really missing is self-love. And I know for many people, this kind of then follows with a big eye roll, like, oh, self-love, this topic that, I don't know, it seems to be a little watered down 
over the years, but it's so, so important and it's concrete. It is an actual thing. And that's what we're really going to discuss today. We're also going to get into a little bit of the history of St. Valentine's Day, because I think that's important to see energetically, not like specific, like literal, literally, but energetically how these sort of darker sides of love and looking for external validation of love has come through throughout thousands of years and generations. So this is going to be a really enlightening topic, and I truly hope uh, you will really reflect on what does self-love mean for you. Hmm. Yes, this is such a fascinating topic. I, you know, I think it's so important that we do look at the history because when we look at the history, we can really understand, you know, where something has come from and why are we celebrating it, you know, because the media is so good at putting things out and saying, oh, we need this or that, or we need to, you know, buy candy or flowers or cards or whatever, which is great. I mean, you know, it's, we, you know, to celebrate, but is it just one day of love, right? That we want to give, if we want to give something to somebody, we don't have to wait for, you know, Valentine's day, but to recognize why, why we make such a big deal of Valentine's day and how, you know, we get kind of sucked in to, you know, the, the cultural aspects of that. And, you know, just to start out with a little bit of history, because I think, you know, Valentine's Day has been around since the 15th century. And so, but where did it start? You know, it's, it actually has very, very violent roots. And there was, you know, men would sacrifice a goat and a dog right? And then they would whip women with the hides of these animals that they had just killed. And then, and so they were, you know, women would line up and wait for men to hit them, believing that this would make them fertile. And so, you know, again, there's like this whole energy of needing to, well, wait to be beat so that you would get that external validation, wait for someone else to save you. And then, you know, after that, if they, then they would like draw names in from a lottery, put the women's names in the jar and they would match them up with the men. Right. So again, they're waiting to be saved by these men and, you know, being treated like property. And, and this was like just such a harsh way to, and just a depiction of how women were treated back then and how men, you know, back then were able to, you know, get away with this. And then how much of this is still in our DNA, in our trauma of like, how much power are we giving away to someone else in order to quote, save us? I think it's such a huge huge oh, question. <laughs> it, it is really huge. And when you started telling me the history, I, I didn't like, I felt this like laughing come up only because I'm like, this can't honestly be true. Like my brain couldn't even wrap around it. And at the same time, I felt like the stabbing pain in my heart, like women lining up. I just like that the thought just sickens me. So it was this combination of like, I'm kind of laughing, thinking this 
this can't really be true. And at the same point going, oh my God, this is so painful. This is so painful. I like my brain, at least in this day and age, cannot wrap around that. And like you mentioned, the implications, like, okay, that doesn't literally happen, uh, at least not to my you know, knowledge. There are still very painful things like that that do happen. And there are still the, the energy of that within our DNA, that like worthiness, the external validation that you mentioned that I think still sits heavy within a lot of not just women, but men as well. And so I would love for our listeners to like really think about that uh, in terms of generations. You know, I look at my grandmother, great grandmother, uh, things like that. I I really don't know if they felt like they were worthy of love just as they were. You know, they had to do something to prove it. Or for many women in particular, they they needed to be givers. And so in order for them to feel validated, they had to give in some way, give care, cook a meal, uh, whatever it might be to find that love because it, it wasn't in their knowledge or they didn't see it around them of what self-love was like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, you know, just kind of going along with what you're saying is that, you know, it is in our DNA, right? And so and, and so it's a generational trauma. And I think each time we go through different generations, we can release layers upon layers. And I think we are becoming more and more aware of what those layers are as they are releasing through the generations. But it's really up to us to continue to honor ourselves through our own work and, you know, what, you know, that self-love is and not expecting it from somebody else and recognizing that if, if we do have a partner or we do have community, right? Cause we can get, we can feel filled up by lots of different ways, but are we filling up our, our own cup first before expecting, can't expect anything from anybody. That's just, you know, we can only, you know, it can complement what is already there, but you know, when we go into say relationship and our cup isn't filled, you know, we're just pulling the energy from somebody else. Right. And so rather than already having this full cup and then it's it's a lose lose because then the the relationship ends up being um, imbalanced. And so it's so important to really learn about, you know, what is self-love versus what is self-care, because I think self-love in, you know, can be misconstrued as, you know, all these things we, especially in our culture, you know, we've been taught, you know, yeah. kind of, and, and, and I might use this, a really strong word here, but I really believe like it's been, we've been gaslit um, in a lot of ways to, you know, believe that we're not enough or we're not good enough without, you know, all these other outside external validation products, you know, fill in the blank if we, you know, and so, so there's been this idea that we're going to be, you know, selfish or narcissistic or, you know, all these like fill, selfish, like all these film like words that have been made to create this idea that self-love is, is wrong. 
Mm. And I think, yeah, I think that's a great point that you make. Like it's overindulgent, uh, that type of feeling. And I like how you brought up the difference of self-care versus self-love. And I think that can be a little confusing, especially if we're focusing our attention on what the media might be selling to us. Like an example I saw was like a couple's massage. They had like a sale for, you know, this Valentine's Day special and nothing wrong with massage or, or couple's massage or anything like that. But it was the idea that, oh, if I purchase this for me and my partner, then then that will produce the love that I am seeking. And, and it's, it's so tempting. I think you mentioned earlier to get like sucked in with that mentality of like, oh, that'll make it better because it's not enough right now. And that's that push and pull of, of like not enoughness. When we have that void within ourselves, whatever that might be, uh, this is some really deep inner reflection uh, work to do like, what what is that void that I'm trying to fill? with some of the things that I am seeing, whether it's advertisements or other people within my sphere that I think is going to fill that. But really it's it's a personal journey. For me, self-care honestly boils down to, I guess the things I find most precious. Uh, and yes, friends and family are one of those, but more importantly is time. And I know this doesn't sound very romantic at all, but I am, in full realization in my wisdom years, as I am getting older, that time is limited. So I treat time with such care, meaning I say no to things that I don't feel like really fill me up. And I say yes to things that I feel like do bring in kindness for myself, honoring myself and the, the limited time that I do have. And it's, it's just respectful. So instead of me saying yes to all the things, even though they might be great things, part of my self-care is sitting down with my planner. <laughs> mm -hmm. And this is self-love. Like I'm only going to do so much in a day or in a week. And that's showing love to myself uh, because I do truly honor my time. Mm -hmm. Well, I think those are all like beautiful and so important, right? Because if we're not honoring our time, how are we going to expect other people to honor our time? Right? Yeah. And so, you know, for me, it's that because I think it's, it's really important giving myself space throughout the day to really honor. But then also like, for me, I love if I can feel love for others, right, which I think sometimes is a lot easier to do. Sure. You know, and we're, we're going to, we can, that, that love, that feeling, you know, can, can grow and we can feel that. How can we bring that into our own self? Right. Mm -hmm. And so building that. And so, so that's a practice I do is like really building the energy of love and bringing that within. So I'm embodying that feeling of love. And so I'm filling myself with that love. And that's been a practice I've done for years. And it just emanates, my being begins to emanate. And I feel that on such a huge level. And then I'm able to share that outward and really be present for others because I've already, you know, I'm filling up myself with that, that feeling because love, just like any other emotion is just energy, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's, there's, we can choose what we want to focus on and how we want to 
give ourselves and maybe it's, you know, compassion, maybe, you know, I've had a rough day, but really sitting in that space for myself and allowing myself to feel those feelings and, and allowing that energy to move and giving myself that time and space to be heard. Mm. And so I'm listening to what I need in that moment. And maybe sometimes it's just some quiet, you know, and, and that that's so powerful for me. Yeah, I definitely agree with having these moments of quiet. And uh, that's some of the most loving time when I'm not trying to cram the space, whether that's physical space with things to do or mental space, uh, just to be. And I love how you mentioned, you know, how we would how we would treat a friend. So within that space, you know, how would I treat a, a loved one? And can I still gift myself doing that for myself with with like no expectation in return. And I think that's where it can get a little messy with self-care. I think self-care is, I mean, is required, but oftentimes we do self-care like, oh, I, I go to a yoga or a meditation class every week. But oftentimes we're expecting something in return, not just for the joy of doing it. You know, maybe the yoga class is going to make me more flexible or the meditation is going to, you know, reduce anxiety. And those are all great things. Absolutely. And there's also needs to be, a, I think, a component of, is this something that I would gift another person the time to do this? Uh, and can I do that to myself without any guilt, without any thoughts of, oh, I probably should be doing something else or getting more work done or whatever that or is for you, but to really be present with what do I need in this moment without any expectation mm. of getting something uh, in return. Yeah. And, and, you know, going along with that, you know, what are some self-love, you know, practices we can do on a daily basis rather than, you know, something we have to wait for, like, you know, that getting a massage or, you know, going to that yoga class. I mean, all those things are really beautiful. And, and you know, I think we can gift ourselves those things, but waiting for that massage, you know, once a month or once every six months or however often, you know, <laughs> I think it's important to be able to provide those things on a daily basis. It's a practice. It right? is. One of the things I, I love to do for myself, and I don't nearly do it as often as I need to, um, and also that I show uh, the women in my coaching circles, is self-massage. Uh, this is an Ayurvedic practice called Abhyanga, and it's either, I mean, it can be done with dry hands. It doesn't necessarily have to be with a massage oil, but just like honoring our bodies with circular motions along all parts of our skin, especially in the areas where maybe we don't send as much love as we need to, like our bellies or our hips, where oftentimes we're overly critical mm. of aesthetically what it looks like but you know and as we're self-massaging we're saying affirmations to ourselves like thank you legs thank you for allowing me to walk to the beautiful places that I've seen or thank you belly uh you know thank you for being able to digest amazing food and and so it's such a loving process of touch uh done in a way that's so respectful that I think oftentimes we we forget 
um, we forget that the, a sense of touch is just as important as our other senses. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I love self-massage too, because I think it is such a beautiful practice, you know, when you can give yourself that and you're not waiting for someone else, you're not right. needing, you know, that external touch and sure we all need hugs. We all need, you know, the, that kind of connection. I mean, there is research, you know, that it, it builds the oxytocin, the love chemical, right? But, you know, I think it's also really important to recognize that we don't have to wait for somebody. We can, you know, and we don't have and, to stand in line and wait. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and and the thing is, is like when we start giving ourselves what we want to receive, mm. then we actually end up opening the pathway for that to receive that from others. And so it's this beautiful thing like you know taking yourself on a date you know giving yourself this experience that you want not having to wait for somebody else you know and then that's opening up the energy of saying i deserve this i'm worthy of this because you know when we seek someone else out we might be saying oh we don't think we're worthy or we're we're willing to settle you know for mistreatment or you know, fill in the blank. So I think it's really important to be able to give ourselves the treatment that we want to receive so that we can and we, we show the universe that this is what we truly, truly deserve. I, I love that, that concept. It, it actually is reminding me of a coaching session I just had with a woman recently. And she too was being very influenced by all the media exposure of Valentine's Day and finding a partner. And she had been single for, for quite a while. And she's like, I feel resilient in so many other areas of my life. What, you know, feels great with, you know, her education level and work and friendships, but really wanted a meaningful partnership. And so when we got down to the essence, like what does this partnership represent for her and she immediately said well it's it's the safety it's the security and foundation that someone has my back even when life is chaotic and I went ah so I said okay what if instead of seeking outside for safety and security those things that this partnership is going to represent what if we could do things for yourself that that do that same thing, but you provide that. So like you mentioned, then universe and our energy gets the, gets the, the download that, Hey, I am safe. I am secure within myself. And then automatically we start manifesting what we feel inside. And, and to me, that's kind of the essence of self-love. <laughs> like, what is it that we are like searching for and we think we need it outside of ourselves, whether it's a person or a gadget or whatever it is. Um, what is it within myself that I can cultivate those feelings and have it truly embodied? And we we've talked mm -hmm. about embodiment a lot mm -hmm. in previous episodes, but same concept. And then universe goes, oh, that there it is. And and you know, the people I do think that we need at the energetic level that we are at come in. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, and I was just, yeah, thinking about that when you said it, the embodiment, because mm -hmm. that's really the energetic piece, right? Is, you know, what the universe is, is sensing and it, it listens to our energetics, right? And so when we can totally embody and feel 
you know, what it feels to be safe or secure, you know, in our own self and our beingness, it's going to give us a different experience and we're going to have a different experience and feeling safe to move forward in our lives, you know, and then, and then eventually, you know, finding a partner that will match that with us. And so yeah. embodiment is really key. I think so as well. And uh, so my encouragement to our listeners out there, uh, whether you have a partner uh, or not, is look to like, what does a particular relationship, whether it's one that you're in currently or one that you are seeking for, what does it represent for you? How can you gift that to yourself in a way that is truly meaningful, brings you joy? Uh, One of the things I love to do for myself that kind of like I oftentimes I am searching for kindness for myself because I will admit I can be very self-critical. And I take things very much to heart. Like if I do something quote unquote wrong, air quotes here, uh, wrong or what it would might be viewed as a mistake, I can really get down on myself. And there's a spiral of like self-defeatist mentality. So I, I look at myself like, well, what would I do for my kids? Or what would I do for my husband? And I'm like, well, you know, we would go outside and just be in nature and do our best to just move our bodies, do something playful. And so that's what I do for myself, all by myself. I'll go outside, go for a walk. If I'm feeling really ambitious, it might be a light jog, but that's that's really pushing it. I would say it's probably more of a, a good hike and absorb the air around me and notice the expansion and know that I'm so much more than my thoughts. And to me, that's one of the greatest acts of self-love for yeah. myself is being present. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's just really important to to recognize, you know, the things we do for ourselves and how we show up for ourselves is so important. And that's, you know, beyond the indulgence and beyond the, you know, one day, it's, it's a practice of daily oh, sure. recognition and being able to give it to ourselves. And, you know, circling back to, you know, what we started talking about in this episode with, you know, the, the origins of Valentine's Day and, you know, where that history has come from. And so that we're, we're not really too far off of that. And, and I think it's important that we get connected to our bodies because that generational trauma, no matter if it was from, you know, five generations ago or, you know, one generation ago or, you know, 20, <laughs> we can still carry forward that, that energy. And so where in our bodies do we feel that? And, and really sitting with the, those feelings. And even if it is maybe that feeling of safety or feeling of the, the not enoughness, right? Which is a, mm. a big theme in our culture, Huge. you know? Huge. And so really honoring the enoughness that we already are. And even if you don't feel that yet, allowing that seed to be planted. So each time you feel that I am enough, and even if you, you know, just say it out loud and and just allow yourself to begin to embody that, that's going to begin to create new neural networks in your brain and your energy system and your body. And it's going to build and but it's that daily practice of self-love and really connecting that 
to your body and where you feel that and allowing that energy to grow. Mm, I love that. Yes. Self-love practices are, are just that daily, daily practices, being more mindful of how we are treating ourselves physically and mental, emotionally. And yeah, in our next episode, we're going to talk about once that we've cultivated that self-love, how we can extend that uh, to others in a meaningful way where we don't feel depleted, where we don't feel like we're giving because we have to, or it's expected of us. So I'm looking forward to that continuation of our conversation. Mm-hmm. And thank you for listening to Be The Love Podcast. If you have enjoyed listening to our show, please share the love by sharing it with your family and friends, giving us a five-star written review on iTunes and Spotify, or liking us on Facebook. Also, come join Stacy and I in our beautiful Costa Rica retreat. We are so excited to offer this November 6th through the 12th, 2023. We will put a link in the show notes if you are interested in enjoying an exciting, I mean, it's going to be so beautiful Mm. experience. We are going to truly awaken your soul. I hope uh, you will join us there. I'm Brenda Carey. And as a holistic healer, I offer coaching and online programs to guide people in their sacred path to vibrant health. Check out my offerings on my website, sacredpathyogaandreiki.com. And I'm Stacey Musial, a psychotherapist specializing in whole person, deep soul healing. And you can find out more about my work, my book and programs and our Costa Rica retreat at awakenyourempoweredsoul.com. And you can check out our links in the show notes. And yes, it will be an amazing experience and we would be so honored for you to join us. And please consider supporting our mission to awaken our souls with a monthly donation that helps with the operating costs of this podcast so we can continue to spread the love. To contribute, visit our Patreon website at patreon.com forward slash be the love podcast and stay tuned for more episodes being released on Mondays at 5.55 a.m. Mountain Time. Thank you, Heatherlyn, for providing us with your beautiful song to accompany our show, Be the Love. If you would like to learn more about Heatherlyn and her music, please visit her website at heatherlynmusic.com. And thank you, Christy Grace at Leading Edge Productions for the beautiful design and graphic. And thank you for tuning in. And until next time, we are souls on the journey to align to our divine purpose and shine our lights. So keep on shining.